I, you know, I've dabbled in the Schwartz space, and I get that question all the time in the comments. What game is this? I was like, what do you mean, what game it is? It's, you know, but yeah, it's crazy. Says it right below, dumbass. You know, <laughs> sometimes it's kinda, that's the first thought that goes through my head when I fucking, people ask me that. It's like the drill instructor comes out. It's like, well, fucking look at the bottom, you jackass. But then it's like, oh, this is Escape from Tarkov. You should right. check, you know, you, that whole dual personality you yes, gotta have. use your inner voice versus, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, so now, what Welcome to Tardux, a podcast for content creators to come on, share their stories, experiences, and advice. And today, I've got a legend. I've got Air Wing Marine. Welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. So what we normally do is, uh, to kick things going, we do like three rapid questions just to get the juices flowing. And are you ready? Yep. All right. First one. Favorite action movie? Favorite action movie. Oh, my gosh. Like it, you, I feel like it's got to be. De- you got to pick decades, but like most recently, it's probably Iron Man. I guess oh, the most recent one. That's a that's that's a good one. All right, craziest, sketchiest bar you've ever been to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it depends on if this is PG thirteen or not. <laughs> no, we can go. There's you know, we the, can swear uh, and everything. I won't get into too much detail, but there's there's a couple of bars that are pretty interesting in Thailand, um, Pattaya City specifically. Yeah. Long time ago, back in the days of the Marine Corps, young and dumb. <laughs> we'll finish that. All right, that's we'll about it. That's, that's crazy. It's about as crazy as it gets. The stuff right. that you talk about, that's stories for many beers and stuff, not not necessarily stuff yep. I want to be held against me in the court of law. Absolutely. All right. Best birthday gift ever. Best birthday gift ever. Oh my gosh. So my birthday stacked on top of Christmas. So it's kind of oh, all. Oh, no way. Not right on top of it. Yeah. But it's. Uh, couple of days apart so there's a lot of like merry birthday happy christmas kind of things um oh man i don't know that's a tough one um you know it's probably it was probably when my wife showed me that uh we she was pregnant oh um it was the first pregnancy test yeah and wasn't quite my birthday but it was kind of a birthday present it was our first kid lucy so oh that's awesome cool all right, so let's get rolling. Who is Air Wing Marine? I'm assuming by the name, you've been in the Marines and yeah. part of an air crew. Yeah, so I was uh, I served on KC-130s, uh, T models in the Marine Corps. Uh, did five years as uh, in the Marine Corps, which only about three and a half, four of that, three three and a half, four of that was uh, actually on the C-130. You spent a whole year of training, which was oh wow, funny because the whole point. The whole point I went to the Marine Corps is I was tired of school. I didn't want to go to college. I just wanted to go do something different. And then, then I ended up in a full year of training and school and everything. But a little bit different than college, but uh, yeah. still the same kind of the whole year before <laughs> I actually got to do anything major. But uh, uh, yeah, that and that was kind of what sparked. I've always been into video gaming for yeah. a long time. And um, all even through the Marine Corps, you know, it was funny because like on deployments and stuff, guys would bring Xboxes and network them and shitty. Then this is back when TVs were... You know, they were bigger than your PC case. They were huge, yeah. you know, the, and, you know, you everybody bring a TV and we'd, 
we'd land together for Call of Duty or Halo or whatever on the old Xbox and uh, um, play multiplayer doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so video games were always a part of even in, in the military. And then that's where, uh, you know, the air wing Marine, it's, um, it's, it's, it's vernacular in the Marine Corps. You know, you're in the air, if you're working on aircraft or you're on the, the air side versus the ground side, you're considered air wing. Um, yeah. and, uh, then when, God, I can't remember. I think it was, I don't know. It was halo one or halo two, whatever it was where they, you know, Xbox live first started and you had to come up with an online persona or yeah. make an online name. I, I'm horrible at it. So <laughs> obviously super original airing Marine and the only thing it wasn't taken or right. And I hate having to put numbers behind stuff. So yeah. it worked and it's just been the name I've used ever since. Awesome. Yeah. I love the logo and it's, you know, it's really cool. So now the plane you were talking about the K something. So that's a variant of the C-130. KC-130. Um, so okay. the C-130 is a base model, but yeah. there are tons of different variants that do serve different purposes. You know, everybody's favorite AC-130 from Call of Duty. Yeah. And, uh, the KC-130 is a area refueler specifically. It'll, oh, no way. You can refuel helicopters and jets in the air, and that's why the Marine Corps has it. But yep. unlike the other branches, the Marine Corps isn't mission specific. We don't only do area refueling. We do, the kind of the jack of all trades. The the only stuff that the the Marine Corps doesn't do is like the AC-130 mission. Yeah. But because okay. um, there's like MC-130s, which are like special ops, night vision kind of yep. ca capable aircraft. And you've just got the C-130, which is a cargo airplane, but can do aerial delivery. And then the AC-130 and the KC-130. And I think that's all of them. I think there's like an HC-130, but I don't. I think that's a British thing only. Um, really common air. It's one of the most common airframes around the planet. I think yeah. over a hundred countries use it. It's Holy been God. around since the, God, I don't I mean, it was used in the Vietnam war. It's been around yeah. forever. Still getting modernized. The most modern is it the most recent modernization was to the J model, which was done right when I was getting out. So, yeah. you know, late two thousands and it just keeps on chugging, man. It's a man. hell of an airframe. Something as big as that. It's amazing. They can just like, just take off and go, Holy crap. Yeah, the uh, the there's a lot of power. It's a it's a fat little stubby airplane that's got a lot of power. Yeah. It's slow, but it's slow and loud, but it can fly with twice its own body weight in fuel or cargo. So that's amazing. So now, where'd you come from? What part of the world did you grow up in? Mostly Montana, which is where we're at now. We're back here in Montana now. Yeah. But um, I went to middle school in Alabama. My mom was traveling around for work, so I yeah. went to middle school in Alabama, high school in Pennsylvania. <laughs> I joined the Marine Corps and. You know, Texas, Florida, uh, South Carolina, North Carolina, uh, New York, and then yeah. being on the C-130, mission-specific, you flew everywhere. You know, yeah. it was, I was based out of New York, but I traveled nonstop. Like, I was in New York maybe, I don't know, maybe two months of the entire year was I actually in New York because we were all over the place you know oh, like wow. one of the things like one of my claims to fame when i was younger was like he doesn't i don't even care it doesn't matter that much anymore but when you're younger you know you're always looking for something to be special about but yeah going to every state in the united states i've been to every state and then oh. tried to get to every continent but i never did get to land on australia or antarctica almost yeah. did almost got a mission to go to antarctica <laughs> which would have been awesome but uh um couldn't do that so i still got to hit up australia and antarctica to check off every continent on the planet but uh That'd be cool. The the travel was pretty frequent and living all over the country, which was weird being a kid who grew up in Montana. Yeah. You know, it's kind of isolated. This I, I grew up in Butte, Montana, which most people know from Beavis and Buttheads. Oh, but but <laughs> but Montana, you know, it's that's for most people. It's actually a real place. But uh little mining town in the middle of nowhere, and then yeah. we moved to Birmingham, Alabama out of that. And you want to talk oh, about wow. cultural shock. Yeah. You know, 
ranch kid yeah. who'd never seen anything and then you go there and it's like holy smokes mm-hmm. yeah and my uh my wife had something similar so we met in college in canada straight out of nursing school uh she ended up getting a job in northern texas so yeah culture shock and just like oh my god canada texas especially northern texas <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah so so now what did you end up doing when you got out um so i got out and went right to college um yeah. university got uh, two degrees then went into the uh, heavy civil construction um okay. as a project manager did that right. for oh if you can because i worked through college too i didn't yeah. just it was quote unquote an internship, but yeah. you know, I was working 50 hours a week still as an internship. So it wasn't really my job. Wow. Once I got out of college and got the hired at the same place, my job didn't change at all. So <laughs> I, I worked, I worked in that for about 10 years. Um, yeah. the last project I was on was, uh, uh, the last project I was actually on working on was down in Vegas. We, we lived in Vegas for about four years, came back here to Montana. Um, yeah. Did a bunch of work on border wall projects, uh, yeah. 2000, God, what was that? 2018, 2019, I think. Um, and that, that industry is crazy, uh, especially the large, cause the large heavy civil, you know, you're not, you're building two, three, four, $500 million projects that are spanning years, you know, you're yeah. building subways or you're building, you know, the one in Vegas, we rebuilt the entire pumping station that feeds all the water to Las Vegas. We built a whole brand new pumping station for them. And, wow. Um, so you're working like a short week was 60, 65 hours. That yeah. was a short work week. Normally yeah. it was pushing 70, 80. It was really busy. You know, you were in there fucking 16. You didn't even, you didn't even count. You were just there every day, all day from, Ugh. you know, four or five in the morning till eight, yeah. nine o'clock at night. Cause we were running three shifts. And so I honestly, I got burned out. The money yeah. was absurd. I made yeah. it more money than I knew what to do with, but <laughs> couldn't spend it. Couldn't do yeah. anything with it. Didn't see the family. Oh, and said screw this i'm done yeah and quit that about i think it was 2019 um yeah no because it was two years ago or it was two years ago so 2020 is when i quit oh, now that shoot. i'm looking at just don't even it was it was literally like two weeks before covid yeah Every, everything shut down before covid maybe not even two weeks like a week maybe a week before covid like yeah. shut everything down in march that was when i turned in my my two-week notice yeah. And uh, then the whole world came apart. And I was like, oh, did I just make a huge <laughs> mistake walking away from a paycheck and the whole yeah. world's coming to an end? And it's worked out great so far. But Oh, that's good. Now, any, uh, you know, from, you know, civilian to military, any remote, uh, memorable experiences that you could share? Like what anything that sticks out? Oh, God, it was the first you could go. You're 20 because I was 23 and going i was in college classes with 18 year olds who had yeah. never seen anything outside of their basement oh god and i'd travel all the world seen the world and this is this was starting to spool up right in the you know when barack obama was getting elected and we started yeah. to get super hyper uh super hyper politicized and yeah. drawing sides and it really started to take off during that you know oh. 2007 2008 2009 time frame yeah. and i'm sitting in this classroom listening to these kids talk about just yep mind-blowingly stupid stuff that it's like and you can't you kind of can't get mad at them because they just don't know they're just young you know they're 18 right. so trying to go from the world of the, the marine corps air crew whole bunch of like-minded people to now you live in this world where nobody understands you um yeah was fortunate enough to make a couple of friends that were also vets there at school oh, that's good same age um yeah. 
still really good friends with them. Uh, and so you have somebody with commonality. Right. Yeah. Um, Makes it and then I met my wife. Yeah. I'd met my wife before that. So her and I were actually together while I was in the Marine Corps. Oh, cool. Um, got married after I got out, but, yeah. uh, it helps to have people to, sh with shared experience. And that's, that's why you always see vets hanging around each other because yeah. of the shared experience and the sh then just this, you don't have to worry about somebody going and crying to mom because you call them a bad name or, right, yeah. you know, you can be honest with each other and not worry about the bullshit. That's just straight, straight up honesty, at least with the yeah. group of guys I've always been around. Oh, cool. <laughs> so now Excuse when me. did you start playing video games? Early age? Way young. Um, Nintendo, uh, yeah. old school Nintendo, Mario Brothers, Duck Hunt. You know, that was, yeah. that was the start. I think, I, I, you know, I think that was my first system. I probably played some Atari or some, yeah. you know, arcade games before that. But yeah. like my first system was a, a the regular Nintendo system and then went up to Super Nintendo and you never got a Sega because my neighbor had a Sega. So we'd play Sega games at his house. And then we'd nice. come back to my house to play Nintendo games, you yeah. know, back, ride your bike to Blockbuster uh -huh. and rent a game and play it for the weekend <laughs> with your allowance. That whole, oh, that, yeah. that whole experience that none of the youngins get anymore and the good memories nope. from that. Stayed yes. up till midnight trying to hide from your parents playing games. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah um, we, where I grew up, it was the same thing, basically. But we didn't have the, a console, so we rented it at the, at the grocery store. We rented out yeah, the console. Yeah. And, yeah, you want to talk about all-nighters. And our, our hands would be killing because of those stupid square Nintendo controllers. <laughs> oh, it was awful. The, uh, the, that was so funny because that was, uh, that was part of the gig, too, before because you couldn't afford to buy the new system. So... You know, you'd rent it and you wanted to get every penny of it. was like, that was probably the first time I learned about, you know, time and value of money because it was like, <laughs> I spent two weeks of allowance running this Super Nintendo. I am going to get every penny out of it like, that I possibly can. Yeah. You know, and and that just started the the whole game. Just loving games, just loving yeah. the challenge and the um, the immersion to them, getting mm -hmm. sucked into them and living inside of them and the stories. Like, I, I some of the best stories um book or not or movie you, i can I, I the most memorable ones to me are always around video halo like yeah halo the story of halo especially when i was younger not so much the more recent ones but right up to like halo wars basically the story of halo was so and so just good yeah and awesome and 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 then you've got things like you know um uh what is it with uh the the show now that's got superman um can't even think Just, of the name of it. Justice uh, League or no, no, no. Uh, the, the, it, Henry Cavill plays the guy, but he's a um, medieval sword, oh, long white hair. The Witcher, Witcher. yeah, Witcher story stuff. You know that stuff. Yep. Like it's so cool that they make it a, a show because there's so much inside that video game and yeah. how video games have so much story to them and stuff. And you know, it's yeah. part of. I'm super excited. For, I can't wait to finally get Tarkov's full story. You know, we I know we're playing this shell of a game that has no story to it. It's there. They just haven't showed it to us yet. Yeah. And, you know, they anxiously awaiting years and years for that. Yeah. And they drop snippets and using tw social media to do it. And it's just, yeah, it, it's, I'm enjoying it right now. But yeah. Yeah. Wait, yeah. 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 Wait for the lore. So now when did you transfer from console to PC? So I've gone back and forth over the years quite a few times, actually. Yeah. Uh, I started on, so I was console before PC gaming was really a thing. And then yeah. um, got into PC gaming. My first PC game was Age of Empires. Yep. Um, my mom had a work computer and, but Age of Empires, she had a computer at home and this was, you know, this is back on dial up days and, mm -hmm. you know, you could send emails with spreadsheets and stuff and that's what you did to work from home. Right. You know, email wasn't even really a commonplace thing. And, um, the, 
so Age of Empires, I loaded that up and then I got from, I went from Age of Empires and I got into Starcraft and I got into, there was an F-22 Raptor video oh, game yeah. back then that I played a lot and played those in Age of Empires 2 and we started, it, at that point it was like, okay, now we got to upgrade computers. Now I want a computer mm -hmm. that I can actually play games on and, uh, you know, Asheron's Call, EverQuest, all of those old, old, old uh, titles yeah. that people nowadays don't even know existed, but were the you know, they were the the forerunners of all of the games we play today and the the mechanics and stuff. They come from, those guys oh, yeah. were the OG creators of those mechanics. Yeah. You know, you think about EverQuest and how hard EverQuest was compared to today's games. And that's back when, I mean, there wasn't even magazines or websites. Right, you could, yeah. you, it was all lore inside the game. Like you had to go find somebody in the game that knew yeah. what you, they were doing for them to show you where to go because there was no YouTube. There was no yeah. nothing. At best, yeah. you had gaming magazines that exactly, would have yeah. a snippet you know, cheats, or something. So, yeah, an article that was written about it with, you know, maybe three screenshots or something, but nothing, yeah. you know, nothing over the top. And then um, the mechanics that came out of that, that you see in everything today from World of Warcraft to Tarkov to doesn't yeah. matter, you know, the, the old Call of Duties and all the you saw. It's something that I cherish growing up, like through that time frame is i've seen the video games change and i know mm. where killstreaks like what was the first game that had killstreaks and what you know the the whole system that call of duty owns as far as how it works the first right. couple of games when that was novel the first time you got a killstreak and you got to drop a hell you called a helicopter in and it didn't yeah. do anything but fly in one spot and <laughs> you know but it was just this unreal change to games and that whole progress has been when you sit and think about it and you think back oh. and there's obviously to some nostalgia there that makes it better than it really was, but right. you know, four player halo at your buddy's house on four split screen and yeah, the stupid ways you try to come up with so you couldn't cheat <laughs> off each other's screens with boxes yeah. and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a few years older than you. So I remember playing Atari uh, 2600 combat and you know, a tank was basically two rectangles and a square right. in the middle of it, you know, but, but then how far it's come, you know, from VR to, just multi-screen games racing and whatnot it's yeah it's 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 pretty cool to, like you said to experience where to start it to where we are now and then the multiplayer you know for the long oh, time yeah. computer games were barely multiplayer you had you know blizzard was one of the first people to really revolutionize that with starcraft and some of the yep. warcraft games and stuff and um there was people on parallel paths with them and then you had xbox with the xbox uh, with xbox live which yep. what was it before it was something before live i don't remember what it was called but you know the msn gaming yeah. zone which doesn't even exist anymore right and, yeah playing you know checkers with people and <laughs> and steam just coming out and you know when steam oh, yeah. first came out and how it was this crazy concept that you would download games and you know back when you were still there were, you know cable modem only the cool kids had cable had yeah. cable internet everybody else was on 56.6 <laughs> absolutely now over the years what has is there any game that really sticks out as your all-time favorite uh tarkov yeah and I have tons of favorites. Like I've, you know, I really love the Call of Duty series. Not so yeah. much lately, but I've got so many good memories playing with friends and having fun playing Call of Duty and what it was back in the day and Battlefield. Yeah. Battlefield, oh. love Battlefield. Battlefield, you know, Bad Company One and Two and Battlefield Four. And Four was Battlefield. awesome. There, there's such good games out there over the years, yeah. and but none of them have sucked me in the way Tarkov has. And it's yeah. it's crazy to say that because I've got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of games I've, I've forgotten more games than i've probably played yeah and to think that there's a game that's only been out for a couple of years that i didn't even want anything to do with when my buddies were trying to get me to play it at first i was like because i was in the middle of playing PUBG when you know tarkov and PUBG yeah. were kind of at that same time existence and 
my buddy, a couple of my buddies wanted me to come over and play Tarkov, and I watched a couple of videos of it, and I'm like, no way, dude. This looks so dumb. I'm not going to play this. It's too much and, work. Yeah. It's too much work, man. I ain't going to do this. And then finally, I tried it out because PUBG was dying. There wasn't really yeah. anything else to play. And so I was like, ah, screw it. We'll try it out. And then, you know, it was one of those things where I bought the cheap version, and then, like, yep. <laughs> I don't know, two, three days later, I'm buying EOD because it's already... It is amazing. This game is like crack. I, I'm the same way as you. Like, I've thousands of games. My Steam library is, is dusty at this point because this game gives you a pucker factor and you just, you, you, you go away and you, it just draws you right back to it. Adrenaline. It's, yeah. I mean, there's not many games that you can play. And I, yeah, people make fun, like, we do the shorts and the TikToks and all that yeah. funny stuff. But, and I never even realized it until we started doing those, how many fucking weird faces I make when I play. But <laughs> it's because I'm so dialed into the damn game that, yeah. uh, you know, it's, I mean, there's a, there's a clip of me where I'm fighting a guy somewhere and I go, I, I play standing a lot. Like I, yeah. my desk goes up and I play standing and he's like up, but he's got an elevated position. I mean, he's shooting down on me and I'm yeah. like trying to get down <laughs> on my desk while I'm playing. Like I'm ducking his shots because I'm so, yeah. so sucked into the damn game, but it's, yeah. it's all in fun. I really don't care about people making yeah. fun of me. We've, we make fun of ourselves about it. It's uh, but it, I don't know that I've ever really experienced that with any other game to this right. level. Yeah, to, to like I remember first starting, I can still remember encounters from two, two and a half years ago that are very vivid or games they play with my buddies. It's the same thing. Like we can recall moments where I don't remember games like that. You know, there's like we can remember playing Call of Duty for an hour, playing gun game, but nothing specific on a like, 35 minute engagement and how it went. Yeah, because other games you pick up in 30 minutes. There's right. 30 minutes and you're 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 running and gunning and you're playing the game just fine, right? Yeah. Tarkov is three, four, 500 hours, depending on who you are before you even start to feel comfortable. Yeah. And there's so many shared experiences along that path, which is part of the reason why I think people connect so well with Tarkov, because, you know, we always joke about it. Like everybody knows that piece of razor wire that's hanging off the wall by dorms because they've been creeping along the wall, scared <laughs> yeah. out of their minds, just tried to get extract. They run into it and it scares the shit out of them because they get hurt. Yeah. You know, everybody has that. Everybody has had that experience that plays yeah. Tarkov. Absolutely. So now what, what has been the most difficult thing learning Tarkov for you? Um, trying to play the more aggressive, I guess you could call it W key, whatever you yeah. want to call it more, more, more like the lab style of gameplay. Yeah. Um, and it's not so much that it's been difficult. I just don't enjoy it. So I don't right. do it. You know, I, I, and it's part of just getting older. You, you understand that you get to Absolutely. a point where when you were when i was younger i loved grinding shit i would grind the hell out of stuff like you know achievements on xbox i would go yeah. for the thousand out of a thousand achievements on games it didn't matter how sucky the task was yeah but now it's like i'm if it's not fun i'm not gonna do it if i don't right. have any reason to enjoy doing what i'm doing why bother yeah and i don't i don't enjoy playing labs because of the style of gameplay and it's not a shade at the guys that do that yeah. i just don't enjoy it Nope, um, you know, if I want to play like that, I'll pull up Call of Duty or I'll pull up Battlefield and I'll go play those games like that, not Tarkov. Right, exactly. Like for me, when I get to level 42, I consider I'm, my game is over. And I'm playing the style I want to play. I've got everything I can buy and I can just I don't have to worry about quests. I don't have to go to do factory. I can just play the maps I like with the guns mm -hmm. I like. And but yeah, like you said, it's just having fun. Yeah. And the go that's so for Tarkov, that's kind of the hardest thing for me is. And it's probably, it's more self-driven being a content creator, wanting to have access to everything that's going on and be able to create content where you need to. You kind of, yeah. you feel forced to do things sometimes. Like I definitely, 
you know, the start of a wipe, for example, I always feel pressured to try to get through certain things faster so that I can, yeah. you know, I've got my traders unlocked, so I can do guides and videos and stuff like this. And, yeah. you know, I, two, th was it two wipes ago? I don't remember, a couple of wipes ago, you know, I got Kappa in eight days or nine days yeah. and Holy blew crap. right through it. And then you don't have anything else to do for the rest of the wipe, really. Right. And yeah. like this wipe, like the last two wipes with Kappa being at 62, you know, I've got it, but I yeah. didn't, like, I don't go to to labs to grind raiders or run around on factory to grind XP. I just played. And when right. I get there, I get there. Yeah. Now, do you play, do you prefer to play solo or with other people? I don't have a preference. I like playing, yeah. there. it's just different games. Different you know, style, solo yeah. is a different game than duo, which is different than trio, which is different than, you know, gaggle fuck or five mans as some <laughs> oh, people God. call them. But the, uh you know, I've had fantastic experiences across the whole board. I love, yeah. I, like, my my thing as a solo is I love going and fighting squads. Mm -hmm. And I don't, you know, my survival rate's really low against it because it's hard to fight squads as a solo, but it's it so is. much fun. And that, you know, one in four or one in five times that you actually beat all three, four or five of them as your as one guy yeah. is so incredibly rewarding. And you, But you got to play different. You got to play completely different as a solo than when you're a squad. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, when the five men, you call it a gaggle fuck. <laughs> Dude, five mans will destroy friendships in this game. Oh, my God. I've, yeah, we've actually, <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, there's actually a couple of guys that we don't, that, that, that we're in the Discord OGs that don't play with us anymore because, you know, you, you get those different personalities. And, boy, the, the raw the rawness of people's oh. personalities comes out in a quick hurry when you accidentally team kill or oh, yeah. you don't shoot the guy you were supposed to shoot or, you know, you mix up the loot or, you know, it just the 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 raw emotion that tarkov can pull out of people you know it's hard to find a group of guys to play with that are two or three that you can all chill and just get right. along and do well but let alone find three or four or five yeah yeah the one thing i've really noticed with this game is shows how bad we are at communicating like on comms it's just you know, you you well, comms are super hard yeah i mean even having you know even having training if however you want to call it being in the military right. you do learn comms and especially in aircraft you know you yeah. learn there's certain principles to communication that you learn that help but it's still like having and discord allows you to cheat a little bit right because yes. you can pull each other's screens up and there's a yeah. little bit of help there but it's also a disadvantage because how many times have you seen the streamer looking up at his buddy's stream and then he gets smoked because he's right. not watching what he's doing or you know it, it yeah but it does it, you know that helps with the communication side a little bit until you pull, you know, you got four streams up and you don't know who's who and everybody's right. running around. And, you know, that's the thing about a solo that's fun is you get to take advantage of that. You know, I've had raids where I'm running them. I, like there's a four man and I'm running with them and I run with them for like five <laughs> minutes and they still have no idea that I'm not with them. Yeah. Oh, my God. So now were you playing before the flea market was available? I started that wipe right after that. I started. Oh, okay. um I don't remember the exact, I could probably go look at the email, but it was like mid-November of yeah. 2019. So they just added the hideout. They just added um, uh, reserve. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. That wasn't where they added the flea market before that. I don't flea remember market how far. Was, yeah, flea market was um, before that one. But this was when the flea market was, there was no found and raid. It was just yep. all free for all. You know, you could oh, buy yeah. and sell Make everything. so much and, money, yeah. Oh yeah, flipping and arbitrage out the out the walls. You didn't have to play, and you could make ten million an hour. You know, kind of stuff. Yeah. And um, that's when I got started. So I t I started about a month and a half 
before maybe i guess two months before the huge explosion you know when pestily was doing his monster stream with the drops and yeah the game was broke for like a month and a half basically it was hard to get into raids yeah you know disconnects and you know it was kind of before the hacking got really bad again because i remember Mm -hmm. i remember hearing guys talk about that there was a phase for a while where hacking was really bad on tarkov before they like added battle alliance stuff and then it calmed down a little bit and then this huge popularity of this insanely hard game and all of a sudden you started to see it more and more so yeah it it, i'm not one of the og guys from way back when but there's i've still been around long enough to know that or you know see the 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 trends with every wipe and the 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 personalities that come and go and the, the the theories and ideas about cheating and you know bsg's ways and you know yeah. you name it and the, the it, it it just it's six months it's like clockwork it's six it months is. you could go you, i mean you can literally go look at messages six months <laughs> apart and it's like the same trend every six months yeah oh absolutely so now who do you roll with mainly like when you're rolling with a team of people right now it's mostly solo a lot of the yeah. guys that i've played with over the years especially this last wipe um they've graduated college they've got jobs they've kind of moved on you know they're not professional content creators they just video game guys you know they don't play a lot of tarkov anymore so i've definitely done a lot more solo and i've i've tried to reach out to other content creators i'm just really bad at it it's it's it always feels so awkward reaching out to people and being like hey you want to play and not come off like you're trying to uh ride coattails or cloud chase or whatever but you just want to play with folks but um the guy that the guy that i've played the most with his name's liston um him and i have been playing since january of 2020 yeah. and together him and i have as a you know as a squad maybe not a duo but with others but at least him and i together we probably have three four thousand hours yeah. in the game together and Shoot. it makes for an awesome dynamic because there's you know there's not a lot of communication needed we know exactly what each other are going to do yeah. we know how we think and it makes for some really interesting fights you know i've wanted to get more content driven around that because yeah. it's it's fun to watch two people that right. are that well coordinated with each other fight in tarkov because it's just amazing stuff happens and it's 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 a lot of fun but um i play with a couple of buddies here and there when i can um uh but as far as other streamers not really anybody in particular yeah i've gotten i've played with a couple here and there um but we'll see we'll keep working on it um try to get better at the whole networking because i'm awful at it i'm just horrible (laughs) okay (laughs) So here's your chance. You got an all-star squad you're picking. Who are you, who, you know, OGs, people playing currently, who's your four other guys or three oh, other God, people you're, that you're, uh, you want to roll with? There's so much like, you know, you got your hero, like Pestily's got to be on the list because he's one of the, like when I was trying to learn the game, he was one of the yeah. first guys I watched. Right. And then his yeah. story is part of the, his story is a part of why I decided to get into content creation, you know? Yeah um but pestily probably definitely be one of them uh liston of course just because him and i have so many games together yeah um oh man some of the other guys that are fun like because i it's more for me it's more about having fun yeah like winning is good but you want a crew of guys that can enjoy the game exactly um i I think i would love to put dr disrespect into that group yeah just because i've like watching him especially this last wipe with dr lupo has been yeah like it's great watching him play tarkov because it's I, I, i i he was the very first, like, when somebody introduced me to streaming and I had no idea, like, what, what do you mean? What is, what do you mean Twitch? What the hell right. is that? Yeah. You know, he was the, f- PUBG, him and PUBG was the very first streams I ever watched. I'm like, yeah. who is this goofy bastard? <laughs> what? Know, is, right? Wait, is this real? Like, no, this has got to be an act. And then you start to learn what it, and you're like, oh, okay, I get it. I get it. Yeah. I get it. But, you know, 
his personality, um, just the over the topness of it is fun. Yeah. And my, like, I enjoy it for what it is. Right. Yeah. You know, it's not for everybody, but no, nope. you know, he's, so he's got to be in that group. So I, I guess I got to pick one more then. One more. Um, yeah. um, oh boy. Um, my other buddy, probably peanut, we call okay. his name safety peanut. Um, yeah. but he's like, he, he he's just, He's got one-liners out the like he's always telling dad jokes. He's not even a dad, but he's got the best dad jokes in the world. So you'll be right in the middle of a mat. You'll be right in the middle of a firefight, and he'll say something that'll just get you laughing. Yeah. You know, breaks the tension, makes things fun again, and uh, cool. Just a good group of guys to have. All right, so there we go. There's the all-star squad. So now with you know, wipe is on the cusp. Something's happening. What you you know, what prediction do you have? Oh, well, I'm on the record on my channel talking yep. about it, thinking, and I have been for a while that thinking wipe was going to kind of be mid to end of June. Yeah. Um, just cause BSG has trends, right. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of tell by the, the level of social media. And when we start seeing pictures of stuff and, you know, just different things happen completely excluding the pre-wipe events that you right. have now that really, really tell us, Hey, you know, we're getting into it because, um, the, the, just the cycle six months. And yep. I don't think that they built, so the, the way I see it and I, don't have any inside knowledge, just kind of my understanding of project management and how things work is, you know, they don't set a date for the wipe, but their wipe is based on the content they're doing and the, Mm -hmm. the, the the development process and their development process just happens to be on six month windows right now, which works for a lot of different reasons. There's a lot of Mm -hmm. reasons to do six months and they take advantage of that on a marketing side, which it's all really smart. I don't begrudge them for what they're doing. I just understand what they're doing. Some people get pissed off about it and I don't understand it, but the, they do six month development cycles and that falls in with the wipe. And then they use that as a great marketing tool and they keep the game going and keep generating revenue. And, um, so that kind of set for me, you know, six months from December 12th was June 12th. And so I figured maybe it's going to go a little bit longer. You know, they've got some more stuff there. There some huge mechanics they're starting to get into changing and, you know, not, not as huge as, not as huge as 12, 12 was, you know, 12, 12, really, really, this last wipe was the most different wipe I've ever played. Yeah. And I've talked to guys like Jesse Kazam and some of the others uh, that have played longer than me. And, you know, they said the same thing, that this wipe was by far the most in most fun. You know, yeah. for guys like us that are content creators that have thousands and thousands of hours, you know, you, you can hate on that if you want because we're a different species, which we are. It's a different yeah. – we look at the game different than everybody else, but – you know, it was probably one of the most fun wipes I had. I, I really enjoyed Inertia. I don't think mm-hmm. it's perfect. I think it can still be tweaked, but yeah. I really enjoyed what it did. Um, the ballistics was an awesome change. I still think it needs work, but it, yeah. it's, you know, it's progress in the right direction. Um, you know, like making things harder to find in raid and harder to get, you know, not seeing slicks and hex grids everywhere. Right. And, you know, MC, you get killed by, like, I... I can't even remember how many times I've died to M61 this wipe. I, I like maybe four or five times that I've actually died to M60. It's always M62 yeah. or M80. Mm-hmm. Whereas wipes before, you know, you're oh, six weeks rolling. in and it's M61, 995, 855A1, you know, yeah. it's all the top end gear. Yeah. And, and the I civil- think that it's the civilian's flea market change was huge as well. Yeah. 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 The, the bans on the flea market and, and capping it, you know, I, I think they did right by putting it at 20. I understand why people wanted it at 15 or lower. And I, mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to argue with people and say, no, you're wrong. It should be at 20. Me, I think it's better at 20. You want yeah. it at 15. I, I understand it. I don't, you know, 
and that's kind of what I, for my philosophy with BSG, which is why I never get really spooled up over stuff. Like the, this last change with the whole RMT thing, yeah. there was a lot of people that got really oh spooled up and pissed off over it. Yeah. And some of it I didn't like, but it's BSG's game. I'm going to exactly. enjoy the game for what it is. Yeah. Not try to get mad because it's something that I don't want. And because right. I, I, I'm not playing Tark. I literally didn't want to play Tarkov. And that's what drew me to it initially was it was this, gritty punishing horribly mean game <laughs> yeah that just what sucked you in more and more and more every time you every every time you played it something different happens something new you're always learning oh, yeah. six thousand i've got six over six thousand hours in the game and i still learn stuff all the yeah. time absolutely so now you know I, I refer to you as the jim kramer of tarkov you know <laughs> trends analysis and everything like that so were you looking at that before you started in down the content creation side of it, or that was your, I can do this because of, so yeah. it's a lot of it is just efficiency, right? Yeah. And that's what I did. That was a big part of my job in the construction side with real dollars. But you know, it was look at a system and find a way to make the most money out of it. Yeah. You know, that's what you did. You know, how do you get the, how do you limit your cost on materials? How do you get your crews to work faster? You know, all that stuff on the construction side, mm -hmm. you know, how do you get, how do you make more money? And so good with spreadsheets and good with all that kind of jazz you get yeah. into tarkov and there's a whole economy and i'm like ooh, this is kind of fun and it was yeah. just out of an enjoyment thing and yeah. i realized looking through youtube content that there just there wasn't really much out there and what right. was out there wasn't very good so i was like screw yeah. it let's just start doing that along other things and i just kind of did all sorts of content when i first got it started yeah but what really started driving people to my channel was the crafting guides yeah doing the you know, showing you how to make the most most money because it was all spurred right. from conversations. We'd be sitting there arguing over stuff in Discord about no, this craft's better. No, it's not because of this. And then <laughs> you got to take into account for the time. Well, what about? I mean, for the longest time, we thought stacking crafts was the best thing in the world. Yeah, you know, crafting red gunpowder and then using red gunpowder to craft something else. And like that was oh yeah, that's the most money. And then we put it into a spreadsheet and we were like, oh shit, we've all been wrong this whole damn time. And you know, that's kind of like, it's one of the, the 10 command. Anybody's been around for on the channel long enough knows that was yeah. one of the commandments for a long time in the crafting videos is don't stack crafts. You know, that's how we, <laughs> we, we put it up. And it's, I sound like such a nerd talking about this side of the game, but it's, it's fun for me. It was, it's You're always right. fun finding the holes in the systems and trying to min max that kind of stuff. That's yeah. enjoyable for me yeah. and be able to share that knowledge with people who, because I started off where a lot of these other guys are at, right? I yeah. worked 60, 70 hours a week. I got maybe five hours of Tarkov in if I was lucky. You yeah. know, if if the family was out of town for the weekend, maybe I could get 15 hours in because I could spend a weekend playing and, right. you know, whatever. But the you don't have time to research this stuff. You don't have time to learn it yourself. You're, you're, you're limited to your precious few raids you get in, and they're very important to you. Yeah. And so anything I could help, do to help folks out like that. That's kind of where I've always approached my content is how yeah. do I get as much of my knowledge that I've learned the hard way crammed into information that's easy to digest and easy for people to use to make their gaming experience better. Yeah. And, and yeah. to really enjoy Tarkov because not everybody has fun in figuring out what all the most profitable crafts are, but they want to craft what's the most profitable thing, right? right. Yeah. So I can give that to them. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, the, you know, two good points here is, you know, first, how I found you was your videos on, you know, m you know, what you can get out of the market, best value and everything like that. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, also, you know, with the traders, like figuring out what traders, you know, trade what to get this to you know, barter to, systems. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's just, but with Tarkov, that's the, I think one of the nice things about this game, you, there's so many different ways to play it. 
whether you just enjoy playing the market, whether you're enjoying just doing the gun thing of it. It's there's just yeah, it's it's such a great game they have. The, the ability to feed so many different play styles and they're not balanced. I'm not going to say they're balanced, but mm. you can play and be successful. You can play Tarkov in so many different ways and be successful. Yeah, um, absolutely. The, the rat versus Chad thing I get, and I've, I've always got, I, I, we've, our discord and our group is kind of got an interesting dynamic. Cause you, my discord's full of all the guys that love the economy stuff and the barter stuff. And yeah, you know, we're always talking about it and they're, everybody's like, it's rat versus Chad. And I'm like, no, no, no it's a circle of life because <laughs> the rats are the ones that sell all the shit that the Chad's buy to use to kill the rats. And it's just this circle. Of, and you can see it at the end of the wipe when that circle oh, yeah. breaks because yep. people aren't there selling stuff or people aren't there buying stuff. And yeah. You know, these these two supposedly opposing play styles are actually dependent on one another. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a T-shirt for you right there. The circle of life of yeah, Tarkov. That's, that's actually yeah. a really good idea. <laughs> <laughs> so now when it comes to content creation, what made you go live? Was it COVID? Um, at first or it was just, just a hobby. So yeah. when I quit my job, I was going to go. I, I, I've been doing real estate for a very long time on the side. Right. Yeah. Um, and I was going to go full real estate when I quit my job, you know, just flipping houses, doing renos, foreclosures, the whole nine yards. Um, but COVID was the biggest of monkey wrenches in the world with that. Oh yeah. Um, it, m the market where I'm at here in Montana is absurd. Yeah. Um, and then to travel, I had ideas to go, I was gonna, I was looking around Florida and Oklahoma and Texas and other places to do real estate but then traveling with covid became such a huge pain in the ass and then yeah. the market had the the housing market did so many weird things because of covid that you could have said were predictable but not really and so it really just kind of turned me off of it um and i was already doing kind of youtube on the side and a little bit of twitch streaming just for fun just to try it yeah. out see what it was about and uh then we just started doing it more and more and more and then the christmas wipe happened um yeah. that and everything just took off like crazy. And I was like, oh, shit, I can actually do this. This is actually something that's doable. <laughs> Holy crap. You know, I, and, and not so much this realization of I didn't think it was possible, but yeah. more of, you know, I'm, I'm not even really trying all that hard and it's working okay. So what happens yeah. if we dump everything into it? You know, how to right. talk with the wife and, yeah. you know, like I said, for, we had enough money saved up from all the years of working at the, you know, traditional job that it was... Yeah. I was like, screw it. We'll try this for a while, see how it works, and we'll go from there. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, there's, you know, two two things there. One is, you know, a common theme with a lot of the content creators that have come on is having that support mechanism behind them, the spouse, their, you know, their girlfriend, their wife, or whatnot. Just being there, it, it you know, it makes things easier, and, and just, you know, it just works. Yeah, the, you know, from the outside especially from people that don't have any knowledge of it, they think content creation is like the easiest cake job on the planet. Yeah. And the only people that content creation is easy for are the people that aren't good at it. Yeah. If you're successful and you're good at doing content creation, whether that content creation is streaming, you know, whether you're a really entertaining streamer mm -hmm. and people love watching you or you're making really good content on YouTube or you're doing guy, whatever that content creation niche you fall into. Yeah. It is a ton of work because there are so many people doing it. For yeah. one, there's so many people doing it that the competition, there's just so many people to try to wade through. Right. But the people that are good at it, that are at the top, are really good at it. And yeah. you're competing with good people to get that top of the cream, if you will. Yeah. Uh, so for me, that 
was a really cool challenge. That was something really hard. That's kind of always where I've gone with life is the, the harder thing. Yeah. You know, what's the hardest thing to do? The most challenging. Let's go do that because that'll be the most fun. Yeah. And it ended up realizing how much work and how difficult this whole, you know, to make a brand and make a YouTube channel to right. run a discord freaking, which anybody who's getting started in this don't run a discord. That's the yeah. most painful, hard time consuming thing on the planet is a discord chat. I'm not actually saying I'm joking around like <laughs> the unexpectedness of everything else that I manage. The discord channel is probably one of the most, things that is the most time consuming, distracting is trying to keep that place, uh, you know, that zoo under control and, you know, balanced and, you know, yeah. people not trying to be mean to each other, but the, you know, all the different dynamics of stuff that you just don't realize when it's right. It, yeah, sure. You can stream and just hit start on your OBS and, you know, four or five people and that's what you want to do that's what you want to do that's fine yeah. but if you want to you want to turn this into a living you want to do this it's a business it's a job yeah and it requires working with very eclectic personalities across the board and everything you do absolutely yeah definitely so now what was first was twitch first for you or was it youtube uh making videos i i they were essentially at the same time yeah i think i started making youtube videos first but it might have been just like I made one video before I started streaming. And it was just yeah. because, you know, technically one had to start before the other. Yeah. Um, I, for me, it was it was just kind of a, a dual path thing. You know, I'm yeah. like a I'm a huge follower of Devin Nash and Harris Heller and those kind of guys. And, yeah. um, you know, they always have preached about you don't streaming shouldn't be your focus. YouTube should be your focus. Yeah. And that's how I've always gone at it. YouTube has always been the focus. And every bit of success I've had on Twitch is primarily from YouTube. Yeah. You know, we get, we run a poll in the chat anytime 99% of the people in my chat are from YouTube. Yeah. We're starting to get some from like TikTok and stuff now, which right. I never expected. Like people will show me like, yo, I saw your TikToks. I, I wanted to come see you stream. I'm like, Oh God, I, we'd be 38 year old gamer doing goofy content on TikTok, and people actually enjoy it. I just never would have believed it. Yeah. Yeah. The whole TikTok thing. I like, I threw a few up there and I just like, I don't get it. I just, you know, as older guys, like some of the stuff I see is like, I see my daughters on TikTok. I just, I don't get it. But hey, it's the the nature of the beast, I guess. It's just the way things are going. Yeah, you have to, like, I didn't touch Twitter. I wouldn't touch it. It was radioactive to me. I wanted nothing yeah. to do with Twitter. I wanted, it was just, no, I'm not going to do anything. And then after about a year of doing this, I was like, shit, I actually kind of need to get on Twitter because <laughs> just, just for this, you need to be there, right? Right. And yeah. There's good and bad with it, obviously, mm -hmm. and it's completely just Tarkov or gaming content. I don't get into the other oh, God. politics or all oh, the other no. kind of crap that Twitter is there for. It's all uh, it's all Tarkov, which is good because yeah. it filters it out with the occasion of people that kind of drag it into that sphere. But yeah, um, you know, you kind of have with BSG, especially as a content creator, you have to have it because they, they do so much information out that Absolutely. way. Absolutely. You know, I, I always joke around with the people that watch the content we do is like, you don't have to wait into tw the shithole of Twitter because I'll do it for you and tell you what's going on, you know, <laughs> that's what we try to do. Yeah. Oh, so now what did you was there a moment where you, you it hit that you said, I got this We're we can do this full time now. I don't have I don't have to worry about real estate. It um, the realization hit me before we really took off because I've I've done so much studying of so many different people. Graham Stephan, um, yeah. big, big YouTubers and, and understood the scale of it and understood exactly how it monetizes and where you make your money from and all that other stuff. I understood yeah. all of that. So I knew it was possible. Mm -hmm. It was just a matter of one of those things of if it was something I was going to want to do, was yeah. this going to be something I enjoyed and I liked doing, or was this going to be another nine to five job where I just busted my ass all day, right? hated my life 
made money, but it was just a job, right? I didn't yeah. want to do that. I've done that for 10 years. I don't want to do it again. I want to try something different. Yeah. And so the realization was more, wasn't so much that I could make money at doing it. It was more that this is really enjoyable, even though it's something completely outside of my wheelhouse. Cause yeah. you know, being in the Marine Corps, being engineering construction, you're completely, what is that left brain, whatever, right brain, left brain, whatever right, yeah. the math side of things are, you know, very straightforward. Now you're getting into kind of the artsy fartsy stuff where you're having to be creative and do things yeah. that are entertaining and write scripts and, you know, worry about what a thumbnail looks like <laughs> and all this other stuff that I'd never even used that side of my brain before, yeah. which has made it, which is incredibly challenging, but so rewarding mm -hmm. and enjoying that. And then on the, on the flip side, I still get a scratch the other itches because I'm just an analytics junkie. I love right. analytics. I love it looking at why things work the way they do. And yeah. Um, so just trying to figure that out and put the pieces all together and then you make a product and then you just sit there and watch it for like, four hours is this it is this it and then wah 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 and then you do one that you do a video that you didn't spend all that much effort on and it goes to the moon and yeah. then you have to go back to the books and figure out why that happened and that's the part that i enjoyed and that dawned on me pretty heavily right after the christmas white because that's when we blew up we were yeah oh i think we got partnered on youtube in october of 2020 i think is that right or was it 20 yeah 2020 october 2020 we had like a thousand subs or whatever it was yeah um, 1500 subs and we were going like into the Christmas wipe. We were doing like, you know, 2000 or 2,500, I think. And then by the end of January, we were at 25,000. Yeah. So we 10 X our subs in a month wow. and it was a crazy month. Cause I didn't have any editors yet. I was doing everything myself still. Yeah. And I was doing, I, I, in 45 days, I did 50 videos. Yeah. Um, Holy crap. and that was part of that. You know, we were cranking out videos like crazy for that wipe and doing all that stuff. Um, and then it dawned on me that, this isn't just possible. This is fun. Yeah. So we're going to, and that's when we started really going heavy, heavy at it and denoting every square bit of time that I had. Yeah. You know, I work more. I technically work more now than I did before. Cause I, but it's fun though. Sit in my office, but I can yeah. get up in the middle of the day and I can go hang out with my kids for an hour. I can go get yeah. dinner or what, you know, there's the flexibility there is like no other, which is one of the things that I love the most about it is, I, my awesome. kids are, I can see my kids right now making a mess in their bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you hit two good points there that have been echoed from other content creators that have been on here. And, you know, one of them is, um, you know, focus on YouTube versus Twitch. That's, you know, a lot of them is if they, if they could go back, that would be one of the first things they would do. And then the second um, thing they would like to do or would have changed, get an editor sooner than later because that saved them so much time. The, uh, the really big thing, and I can't remember, Pestley was either on Devin Nash's podcast or he was on, um, oh, I can't remember what podcast it is. It's the guy, the, the, the old Russian FPS guy. Um, oh, okay. Yep. Whatever yes, podcast that was, I uh, I can't remember. He was talking on there and that was one of the things that he, where he's at now. And this, you know, this is after he's grown really big and he's mm -hmm. doing all this other stuff. He said that he wished he had done way before that was bringing an editor on. Yeah. And for me, it just made perfect sense because it's the same kind of thing we do in construction. You know, if you have something that needs to be done and you don't have the manpower to do it, you will find a subcontractor that'll do it for you. You pay yeah. them and then you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to think about it. You can focus on other stuff because there's only so much you can do in a day. There's only mm -hmm. so many, so much stuff your brain can handle. There's only so much, so many hours. So you have to find more people to do the work. And yeah. so I, reached out and to my community and asked for anybody who was willing to start, you know, just doing gameplay edits. I was still going to yeah. do all my stuff, but here, let's start doing some gameplay stuff and throw that up on the, the YouTube channel as well and see how it goes. And yeah, that that's where I found church. 
you yeah. know, he and he had never edited before. I'm the first guy oh, he's no ever way. edited before. So it's oh, been a growth for both of us. Yeah. And he's still editing for me. You know, oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, he's he's a one half of the Scav Talk crew, right? Yep. yep. Yeah, that's right. Oh, very cool. Ah, so now in your what's been the toughest thing in this content creation, you know, field that you're going down? Oh, God, the self-doubt. Yeah. Trying to, you know, should I, is this the right idea? Is this the right path? Is this the right thing I'm doing? And and being willing to fail, you know, yeah. being willing to spend three weeks working on a project and just have it blow up in your face. Yeah. But you didn't, you, you, you still learn in that whole thing. You learn stuff that you can do. And even failures aren't really failures. You're still going to get views on YouTube. You're still right. going to get feedback on them. You're still going to learn the process. You're going to learn more about editing certain ways, you know, yeah. there's, but you have to be willing to do that and choke that down and, you know, swallow your pride essentially yeah. and just work through it. And then like right now, like as of late, the biggest struggle I've had is because we've, we've primarily been informational content Yeah, and that's very restricted to a niche in Tarkov. You're mm-hmm. getting new players and it's, it works. It's good. It's a good source of, um, views and content for YouTube, but yeah. it has got a dead, it's got a, it's got an expiration date. Tarkov's going to be oh, over yeah. eventually. And the only way you can do this for longer is you have to be able to do, um, narrative style or storytelling or entertaining right. content. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know every content creator goes, is going through, like, I'm watching Pestily. You can watch Pestily go through it right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's talked about it. Um, you know, you see other guys that are not doing it versus guys that are doing it. And, you know, how do you get to be where you're that content creator that's like uh, Frost for, you know, um, uh, Rust? Uh, right. Some of these other guys, you know, <laughs> Aqua kind of is kind of an example. But these yeah. guys that do General Sam, there's an, another one that yeah. they just they do just straight entertainment. Right. Their content is entertaining. People love it. And a lot of people watch it. Yeah. How do you for me to transition to that is where I'm struggling right now, because right. that's so foreign to me to do that stuff. Yeah, like so we're said, trying. We're doing some new things, and yeah. um, but it it, it it's it, it makes for a struggle because you get so focused on that that you stop doing your other content, and then then you're sitting here three months down the road, and you're like, oh shit, I only did one video a week the last month and a half, right. and the YouTube channel's dying, quote unquote, and it's yeah. not really, but you know, <laughs> we we as content creators, we have the the fortune of a wipe every six months that resets, literally resets everything. Yeah, and. You, you can create new content, essentially. Yep. Ah. So now, what has been sort of um, the highlight through this whole, you know, in the last couple of years? The people. Yeah. Like, we, we've we done a real, we, the, the guys that mod for me, the guy, and the, the guys that mod for me are just my buddies that we, I met playing Tarkov out the gate, you know, yeah. before getting into content creation. They've been here for the whole ride. It's, you know, they've helped out with so much different things as far as, you know, the Discord or content or thumbnails or video ideas or whatever you know the, the the number of things they've helped with has been unreal but meeting those guys and then the community that we've created in the discord as well yeah. as the, the stream um we run a tight ship to a degree to where we don't tolerate much as far as people being shitheads or yeah. um talk it just we don't tolerate toxicity if somebody rolls up and they're toxic they're gone kind of deal yeah. right and because of that the group of people that are around and hanging out and stream and talking. It's, it's so wild for me to be sitting here in Montana. Yeah. And there's, I mean, we get people from Cuba and, uh, the Philippines and Australia and, you know, um, Russia, India, it doesn't, there's people all over the world that come yeah. in and chat and talk and 
hang out and enjoy video games. And then you look at the broader spectrum of what the Tarkov community is and the group of people that are in it that are just super cool people. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, those are the people that I, when I first got started, I had that whole list of content creators. I was like, all right, these are the guys I need to watch and I learn from and figure out yeah. how to do this. And you know, that whole group of guys and just how f helpful and, f and friendly they all are. Right. And it, it's just something you wouldn't have expected the community like that to get as close as you can with people that you've never seen. Mm -hmm. Like all the guys on Twitch, they see my face every day. I yeah. haven't seen any of their faces, but you got guys that you talk with about how their wives and kids are doing and yeah. what they've got jobs and they're graduating from college or they've got a new job or they're moving. And you know, it's, it's just, that's was something I didn't expect. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really amazing, like you said, and then a lot of the other people say the same thing about the content creation or being a content creator. Their communities, you know, it's just the bond you get. And do you think part of the reason why our the Tarkov community is a good place is because of the mature crowd that you know because it's a mature 100%. game. It's yeah. older. It's it's just older, and it's you see it when you 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 work around large swaths of ages of people, which I did in construction. You know, you had yeah. kids that were. 18 years old out of high school that were working either laborers or kids that are 22 that just got out of college that are on the, you know, the management side to, yeah. you know, guys that have been in there for 40 years and are um, both, you know, they worked, right. they worked as a laborer or equipment operator until they were 20, 30 years. And then they went to the management side as a superintendent or something. And yeah, so you get to, you see how people of different ages just act and react and do things. And the gaming community is young. It just is yeah. what it is. Um, but there are a lot of people that are my age or your age or yeah. even older, um, you know, like Toast Track or, yeah. you know, there's a couple of guys that hang out in my stream now and again. Uh, I say now and again, they're there almost every day I stream, but, uh, you know, they're in their 50s, 60s, 70s, and yeah. they play a little bit of Tarkov here and there, and they just enjoy the shit out of it. And, yeah. you know, it, for guys like me, that was nice to find because I knew there was people out there like that. But yeah. when I grew up, gaming was you were you were a nerd. You didn't, exactly, you know, yeah. until you until like, you know, consoles, Xboxes and Halo like that was OK. You go play with your buddies. But if you were playing PC games, you know, that was you, you, that just wasn't accepted. No. And I, my, my dad is super old school. Um, yeah. and my mom was a little bit, too. But my dad, my, my dad didn't have electricity until he was like 19. Like yeah. old school rancher, old school, old school. And he actually supported it as a kid. You know, he told my yeah. mom, my mom was kind of worried about how much time I was spending on video games, this, that, and the other. And my dad was like, well, would you want to spend $60 on a video game or $400 on bail? Cause he's doing drugs, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And my mom was like, oh yeah, that's actually a pretty good point. And, we, and uh, we, we, you know, you had to, you had to balance it in life like anything Absolutely. else. Absolutely. Yeah. I still did football and I went into the Marine Corps and all the other stuff. Yeah. But, um, finding people of that, of, my generation or older, you know, mm -hmm. um, basically, well, what do you want to say? Probably 87, 88, born there younger. Right. Yeah. Or they're there before, older than that. Yeah. That's kind of like where you see this, that line where gaming kind of made this transition from being a nerdy hobby to thing. something that was yeah. widely accepted. Um, yeah. You know, because that's, that's right around the age that people don't mind. My kids just kind of oh. come and go as they please. That's all right. Yeah. But how do your, you know, your peer, not your peers, but your friends in IRL, do they have any concept of, you know, like they some look of at them you do, some of, So I, my family still does it. I swear to God, they still, I'm selling drugs or something because they still don't <laughs> understand the idea. How, what do you mean you can make a living on YouTube or play video games? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. 
like all like the guys that I used to work with, you yeah. know. Oh God. And I, you know, I'm working in a crew, a group of guys where you know you're you're getting paid on the low end one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year, on the high end four hundred thousand dollars a year. You know, yeah. this is the kind, this is the the industry I'm in with the group of people that that kind of guys that are used to this you know work your ass off 60 70 hours a week yeah you know that's just that's just life that's what it is and i'm like see you guys i'm gonna go play video games and they <laughs> you talk with them now and, and it, it you're, you go to dinner parties or you go to you know you hang your kids meet with parents and you're yeah. just you're kind of sitting there talking like oh what do you do and I, I i there's always this path in my mind of well do i feel like explaining it today or do i just say i work from home on real estate yeah i just kind of it, because it's it's almost impossible to explain to people you know, yeah. this it's, you need like a three hour YouTube video to be like, here's how you can do this. And yep. it's real. It's not fake. It's, uh, and there's people making more money than, than they can ever possibly spend. And like, you think like Graham Stefan is like such a good example of, I, I hate to say low effort. Cause I'm not trying to take away from what he does, mm -hmm. but there's not this ungodly amount of editing he does. There's not like he spends a week working on a video. He does three. He's, I mean, he's religiously done three videos a week forever. Yeah. And he's making millions of dollars a year on YouTube. And he didn't, doesn't have any, I mean, he didn't even go to college. He graduated high school and, you know, he's doing this because yeah. he's seen his authority. He's smart. He knows how to make YouTube content. He knows what works. And so, yeah, it's definitely weird. Um, my dad has always, my, my dad's always been supportive. He doesn't understand it, yeah. but he trusts me to... I'm not going to say he's not worried because he's like, well, you know, you got your family and you, you sure you're doing, I was like, and part of it's like, well, guys, I got enough money saved up. I can go 10, I can retire for 10 years if I wanted to. I don't right. really, I'm not, I don't really, I don't need to be making money, but we're fine. Don't yeah. worry about us. If I, <laughs> if I get into trouble, I'll go get a job again. I mean, it's easy. You know, it was yeah. one of the, it was one of the epiphanies I always had, or I always had one of the epiphanies I had that got something over, got me over something I always believed was is the realization that I am valuable enough as an employee that I can come and go as I please. Mm -hmm. If I quit and when I quit, they, my company did uh, tried that there were did all sorts of stuff to try to get me to stay. And, you know, they made sure that like, Oh, if you ever want to come back, just let us know. You've always got a place here, you know, that, yeah. and you know, that whole process made me realize that, man, if this doesn't work out, who cares? I'll go get a job and go back to work. Yeah. At exactly. the very least, I got a couple of years with my kids when they were younger. Yeah. Because I, getting into the kind of soapboxy talking like a dad kind of shit but you know we as a society have stuff so screwed up on what's important to us and i did too i did for a long time yeah you know thinking about how important money was and this that and the other and this realization nope. that the most valuable asset we have is time and you never get it back you never nope. get more nope. all you can do is sell it yeah. you're just selling your time and being able to be around my kids um and my wife you know yeah. being able to spend time with her and uh, whether she enjoys it or not, I guess that's to be <laughs> remains to be seen. But um, be able to see my kids grow up versus like I would go because I would be getting up at five in the morning and mm -hmm. not getting home till nine or ten o'clock at night. I would be in the same house as them. I wouldn't see my kids for a week, yeah, all week because they would be in bed and I would be home after they went or they would be in bed when I got up and they would already be gone to bed by the time I got home. Yeah, and I didn't want to go through their teenage years i mean they're girls so yep. you know they're gonna get to be 16 17 18 and fucking hate me and not oh, want anything to do with me end of middle school you're you're you know that's that's when it gets you know so, what when that happens if i need to get a job i'll go get a job then but yeah. i'm gonna enjoy them when they're younger and then when they're shitheads and they don't like me anymore <laughs> i can do some work and 
then when they get to be like 22, 23, whatever, and they start They'll to come, come back. back around again, you, then we're there. Yeah. Now, the... Oh. <laughs> Run along. But you're, you're so right, though. You know, as, as older people, understanding that work-life balance, you know, it's... You could get a job that's going to pay you $30,000 more a year, maybe. But how much are you giving up that time and you're not there for the baseball practices, dance lessons, all of that? That's just... Or just to enjoy your... I mean, even if you're, you don't have kids, right? Kids yeah. are a big part of it and would help me realize it. But if you're somebody who doesn't have kids, there's a lot to life, your friendships, experiences, yes. things that, oh, you're doing when you're retired. Oh, yeah, really? You're going to go climb a mountain when you're fucking 65 years old? No. Yep. No, you know, no. if you even make it that far, you might get hit by a bus and never right. get to enjoy that. Right. So what's nope. the what's the point? You know, yeah. and for me, like, I don't have a problem working like I don't I hate being like, I don't want to just sit around and do nothing. Yeah. So that idea of retiring at 65 and going living on a beach just doesn't and that, that doesn't appeal to me. Like, I'm going to want to yeah. be doing something. I'll be, you know, even if I get bored and I want to go be a Walmart greeter just for right. shits and giggles for a year, I might do that. Like, I yeah. thought about that as a thing, not to go, you know. Because it's a con, you know, once you get into content creation, your brain just switches over. And now it's like, ooh, that could be content. Ooh, that could be content. And, you know, one, <laughs> yeah. I, one of the wild ideas I had, nothing Tarkov related or gaming related yeah. is, you know, kind of it, it's you could go, somebody could go and just work all these different shit people, shitty jobs, you know, yeah. go work at a fast food place, go work at construction, which I've done, you know, be a garbage truck, you work on a garbage truck, all these different things you could do but do them for like two months and really experiences that a person or three months or six months. Yeah. Not because I need the money, but because I want to experience that job and get that life experience. And then you yeah. could do a whole, you could do a whole video law of vlog oh, on yeah. that and just talk about your experiences with these people and tell the stories, you know, it's like mm -hmm. dirty. So basically dirty jobs almost. Right. Yeah. Um, if you will, but yeah, that, for me, that's more realizing that the, the, that time thing, you only got yeah. so much time and be able to experience it. And I was like, I've always hidden my gaming. I've always loved gaming and yeah. I've always like been like a closet gamer kind of deal. Not, I mean, not yeah. really, but you know, you just don't talk about it at work. You talk about right. football or you talk about politics or yeah. what's in the news. You don't talk about the next game call of duty that's coming out. And nope. it tells like you, you accidentally cross paths and somebody's like, Oh yeah, I bought call of duty. Oh, you play call of duty. Me too. And then you guys are like talking in the coffee room until somebody walks in and you're like, Oh right. yeah. How about them Eagles, man? They won the super Bowl. And, you know, you totally don't even want to talk about video right. games around different people. And nope. the realization of not caring about that anymore and be able to do this as a 38 year old and still game with the kids and yeah have fun and you know that was it was something special for me to yeah. be able to cross that path and yeah well, something that's been a passion my whole life and be able to do this yeah money or not just to be able to do this yeah and the other thing you know with smaller kids i remember playing you know star wars legos with star yeah. wars lego game with the kids or minecraft and it's just you know it's it's a great thing to, to be able to share with your kids yeah and um so we haven't We've been very strict with them as far as electronics, which is so, it seems so, uh, uh, what's the word? It's almost, it, it, I mean, it's hypocritical is kind of that, but it's more complicated. It yeah. seems hypocritical, I'll just say, for me to be like, uh, to I literally sit on a computer screen for 12, 14, 16, 18 hours a day, depending on what's yeah. going on, but not let my kids have more than an hour of TV, right? Yeah. But that's because we live in Montana and it's gorgeous outside and I want them to be outside doing stuff. Absolutely. So we yeah. really, really, really restricted their screen time. Yeah. But it's getting to the point now where like, just because I want to do things with them, I want to get them into gaming a little bit and, yeah. you know, trying to figure out, okay, what do we do? How do we get? You know, where do we, if we want to get them a computer, where do we do it? You know, how do right. we set up the Xbox so it's 
that it's kids safe and they don't get in this yeah. and the other, you know, all these, we're starting to get into that now at the, you know, seven, yeah. and, seven and eight years, almost nine year olds. And, um, but then still manage it and make sure that they're not spending too yeah. much time on it. Absolutely. All right. So back to content creation. So TikToks and shorts. So you, you're telling me you figured out the secrets to it. I don't necessarily <laughs> think I like to think that I figured out the secrets yeah. to it. Um, I study the hell out of it. Yeah. But understanding the system and what works and then being able to recreate it are two separate things. Yeah. Especially when you're an older guy like me. Yeah. Um, I like to, I tell myself I was as good as a landmark when I was younger. I don't know if I really was, and there's yeah. no proof that I wasn't. So I'm just going to go ahead and say it that I was yeah. as good as landmark and shroud when I was a kid, but <laughs> you get older, you just slow down, man. You're not Absolutely. as fast. You're not as accurate with shooters and stuff like that. You know, yeah. it's, it is just what it is. So there's you, your content has to focus in a different direction mm -hmm. and you have to find those ways of being entertaining and yeah tiktok is there's there's some stuff to tiktok that if you do and we've we've discovered i mean we've had some tiktoks go to 70 80 100 views like right out the gate like we had like five or six up and all of a sudden we have one that did seventy thousand views i was like uh what in the hell and same thing with shorts like yeah we the we have a short that's got four hundred and fifty thousand or almost five hundred thousand views on it on youtube yeah and it's just a, it was it was when they did the airdrop it was the very first airdrop that fell down and there was no science to that we just were throwing everything at the wall to see what sticks yeah but you do that and then all of a sudden then you start to see these trends in the videos that do well and the ones that don't and you've got the analytics you can go in there and see when people what people don't like what people do yeah. um and people not liking stuff isn't always a bad thing either. That can right. drive engagement. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, I like to think we figured it out. We've done pretty good yeah. uh, as far as growing the channel and growing the stream. I say we because church, my editor, Church, he's he's uh, he's a partner in it. You know, he's, yeah. he's got a big part in how we do this and how we get videos done and put together. And um, so the... My, my, my whole process has been to figure out a platform, yeah. get comfortable with it, and then we go to another one. And the ha the beautiful thing about TikTok is, is we don't do anything special for TikTok. We yep. build our videos for YouTube shorts. Yep. And then we just straight upload them to TikTok. Oh, yeah. There's a Absolutely. couple of things we we modify a little bit mm -hmm. specifically for TikTok, like the news videos. We do some stuff on TikTok that we don't do on YouTube just because of the way they, the, the platform, the people on the platforms do consume a little bit differently. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, we just make content and put it up on both. And we're still in the phase of we just, okay, that was something cool. Let's make it a short. Yeah. And then you get all these different things and you just kind of figure out the trends like, you know, how you know, you do something that is hard to see, but you say, oh, my God, watch this. And it's hard to see. And then people got to watch the TikTok two or three th times to figure it yeah. out. Videos like that go bonkers because oh people are watching God. it over and over again. And they right. love that, that the algorithm on TikTok likes that. And, you know, doing things with music or there's like a, like a, I don't want to call it a meme culture, but there's definitely trends on like kinds of music or kinds of TikToks. And you'll see it if you're on TikTok, yeah. you know, every fifth video, even it might, one might be about dogs. One might be about video games. Another one is going to be some kind of thirst trap with a girl or whatever. And yeah. scantily wearing clothes, but all three of them use the same song and have a same rhythm to the video. Yeah. And they're all three really popular videos. And it's like, Oh, okay. I'm getting this now. There's people kind of get sucked into a certain kind of thing. And you can yeah. just make a video that fits that with any subject. And it just, it, it gets people watched. Like one of the most common things I see that blows me away now on shorts and TikToks is the question, what game is this? Yeah. So there are tons and tons and tons of people that are watching content on the shorts and TikTok al yeah. algorithm algorithm that aren't don't even know what Tarkov is. Whereas if you make a gameplay video, you know, a long form video. Yeah. 
the only people that see that are people that know what Tarkov is. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can, I, you know, I've dabbled in the Schwartz space and I get that question all the time in the comments. What game is this? I was like, what do you mean, what game it is? It's, you know, but yeah, it's crazy. Says it right below, dumbass. You know, <laughs> sometimes it's kind of, that's the first thought that goes through my head when I fucking, people ask me that. It's like the drill instructor comes out. It's like, well, fucking look at the bottom, you jackass. But then it's like, oh, this is Escape from Tarkov. You should right. check, you know, you, that whole dual personality you yes, gotta have. Use your inner voice versus, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, so now, what advice would you give somebody who's jumping into the space? Um, yeah. Be comfortable with yourself. Yeah. Because they're not the majority of people. They're a very small minority of people. Um, but they're all out there and they will do nothing in life but try to ruin your day. And yep. how like being older, you know, once you get into kind of your thirties and late thirties and you're married and you have kids, you don't give two fucks what anybody thinks about you anymore. Nope. You know, people are like, well, look at your giant nose. And I'm like, yeah, so what? Who cares? I mean, I'm not trying to date you. I don't care what you think. You know, and it's like they're just trying to come in and say something to get a rise out of you or hurt your feelings or whatever it is. And, you know, as you're younger, that stuff burns, man. When you're when you're in your your teens and 20s and you haven't totally been. uh, What's you haven't become comfortable with yourself. Yeah. 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 And seasoned or turned into jerky a little bit, I guess, <laughs> you know, you have to be completely comfortable with yourself because the, the internet is going to poke a hole in everything you do. And if yeah. you're not confident in what you're doing, not just yourself, but in what you're doing as a content creator, that is going to sow doubt. Yeah. And that, um, I can, I, I've had a little bit, and I don't want to say I've had issue with it. It's definitely stuff that's crossed my mind now and again, and I just put yeah. it out of mind. But I can understand how soul-crushing this sphere can be for people that are younger. Like some oh, of the yeah. kids I see, especially some of the women that you see do this. Like, I, I don't understand how you do this as a 22, 23, 24-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. How, and you are amazing, the fact that you can do this and survive in this world because uh, it's ruthless. Yeah. And, but it is rewarding. And it sounds simple to say to be confident in yourself, but it is so important. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's a lot of tools out there. You don't need people. You know, if you're a three or a four viewer streamer and you've got people coming in or shit talking, ban them. You don't yep. need them. They're not going to do anything but make your community worse. And so you, just because it's 25% of the people that are currently watching your stream, it's not worth it. Nope. And I've done that on YouTube. It doesn't matter where I'm at. If I got somebody that comes in and says something that's just really shitty, the first thing, you know, YouTube, it's easy. Hide from channel. Poof. They, yeah, it's it's literally a shadow ban. It's amazing. They have no idea they were banned. They still watch your content. You still get ad revenue from them. Or, you know, and one of the other things I've done, I do is I turn it into a game. You know, there's there's y- y- people make shitty comments or argue with you and you you just troll them because then they keep commenting. You get this giant comment thread and YouTube loves comments and now you've got all this extra <laughs> engagement and that's all they're doing is adding to your ability, the reach of your video through all this engagement. And yeah. you just don't take it personal. You just screw with them. You know, right. it, it just depends on the mood of the day. You know, and we get guys that come in stream that are toxic and, you know, if it's something we can have fun with, we'll have fun with it for a little bit. But yeah. if it's something that immediately changes the vibe of the stream, I don't care. I don't yeah, wait for an apology. Channel. I don't, yeah, just get rid of them. And yep. so if you're getting started, that's, that's what's important is remember, um, that your mental well-being is going to it's not just important it's incredibly important for yourself but it is going to drive everything you do it's going to show up in everything you do so if you're in a shitty mood it's going to show up in any of the content you create and so do everything you can do to keep that from happening and 
right. yeah, just be confident in yourself, I guess, is the best advice I could give people. That you, is, have, you just have to. That is great advice. All right. So um, any content creators that you know, you're watching that are sort of flying under the radar or that people should check out? God, I, I need to watch a lot more. Um, for me, it's more about analytics. Like I, I watch tons of videos from tons of different people, but it's me trying yeah. to figure out why that video did really well. Yeah. It's not so much because, oh, I love their content. It's like, okay, the Tarkov community to love this content. Why? How do I yeah. replicate that? You know, um, I, as much as I used to watch content creators all the time, I just don't anymore. I don't have time. You know, I, I'm so engrossed in what I'm doing that, yeah. you know, trying to hang out in somebody's stream for more than a half hour, 45 minutes, I'm watching it. And then on my other monitor, I'm already typing a script and not even paying attention to what I'm doing. And, right. but, you know, there's a couple of guys out there. Um, Tulu is a very interesting guy. I've been watching a lot of his content because he's yeah. he's found a thread that I haven't completely figured out yet, but his videos are killing it on YouTube. Oh. Um, and, you know, he's when everybody else that does guide content like me, you know, yeah. guys like, you know, me, Jesse, you know, one peg, uh, nice yeah. guys, a little bit different of a realm. But, you know, you, you see it. Our videos go from getting 50, 60, 70, 80,000 views down to 20, 30, 10, you know, five or six thousand, whatever it may be at the end of the wipe. Yeah. Tulu's two lose videos are still getting 70 80,000 pretty consistently oh, wow. um sometimes 100 and it's because of his how he structures his videos it's more narrative yeah. style okay uh small guy that i watch a lot that i really enjoy um uh ex living ghost he's just he's trying to make his way you know his channel's just getting started uh yeah. stream you know he's doing the stream thing he just got done moving a house so you know trying to stream and do content and then when you're trying to deal oh, with God. anything big in the real world it's hard but yeah um he he's kind of one of those guys that gets it you know he's he's friendly he's nice he doesn't get into the drama he doesn't okay. care about it he just likes to do his thing and then then giga beef yeah you know giga beef and i've giga beef and i vibe really well him and i him and I, our mentalities with everything we do are like we'll start a discord conversation out of the blue and then like three hours later you know just talking about <laughs> analytics and showing each other everything on our channels and stuff and yeah he, he's another great content creator i don't necessarily want to say he's under the radar because he's doing right. great work and he's doing good content but he's uh you know he's a guy i talk with a lot you know him and you know just yeah. people you reach out to and yeah. whether it's self-imposed or whether it, it is you know it's it's hard to talk with other content creators that are bigger than you right. um and even if I'm getting close to the size of Jesse or whoever, you know, yeah. these are all guys that were big when I first, these were the guys I looked to when I was first getting started, Yeah. you know, so they've still kind of got this status in my mind of these guys that, you know, I was looking to for a realm when I was getting started yeah. and they're still there, even though we're catching up to them and we're, right. you know, we're getting our content on par with them. I feel like they're still there and you're just like yeah. pestily pestily's always going to be the granddaddy mm -hmm. content creator of tarkov it doesn't matter you can stop doing tarkov content but he's always yeah. going to be there oh absolutely so now when you're offline you're not editing you're not doing what you know what are you doing uh away from the computer god it's weather dependent here in montana you know morning it can be rainy and the evening it can be snowing and then the yeah. next day it's 80 degrees which is pretty much what it did the last couple of days <laughs> <laughs> it snowed on the mountains last night and it's june oh, 1st wow. so um no so anything we can do outside we got a big garden we, we're yeah. doing a lot of gardening we're trying to get to where we can make enough food just for the family oh, nice. in the yard which is crazy but we're it's a ton of work i've last two three weeks i've been working outside like crazy trying to get that ready but um you know fishing we'll take the kids floating yeah. camping um hunting in the fall nice. uh go out and do hunting and stuff like that lots of shooting i love to shoot so yeah. whenever the weather can hold up we'll go out we got our, a little place we can go shoot oh, nice. um, whenever we want and 
just go shoot guns and just enjoy and have fun. Uh, cool. What are you planting in the garden? That's uh, you, you guys planting anything new this year? Oh God! Oh, uh, this year new. Um, not so much new, but expanding. Last year we did a bunch of trials on a bunch of different plants to figure out, but this year were the stuff that worked really well. So we're gonna do a bunch more corn this year. Yeah. Um, zucchinis and squash, but uh, more just about organizing from what we learned from last year and getting more out of the space we have, and then. When we when it is time to harvest and we have all this food and we have no idea what to do with it, so that we're getting to canning a little bit this year, you know, oh, stuff nice. feels like we're super old, you know, on the farm <laughs> prairie. But it's 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 just about trying to save money and yep. you know, be more sustainable ourselves and living. And it's good for the kids because it gives the kids something to do and Absolutely. understand that your food comes from somewhere. It's not just at the grocery store. And yeah, oh, excellent. So, um, any big plans this year? plans yeah um, that you'd like to see with the channel or just you know any goals you, you know, you're trying it, to hit we well we have 100k there's always goals um yeah. and and they're just step goals it's you know the, for the longest time getting partner on twitch and 100k subs on youtube was the those were the long-term goals right yeah. but we we got partnered on twitch and we're working our way very we'll probably with the wipe when the wipe happens we'll probably um we'll probably blow through 100k in about a month and a half assuming oh, the wow. wipes here pretty soon which i think it is yeah um but you know once that happens then you got to look at bigger pictures so for for us the thing is how do we get the channel transitioned from niche economic guide content for tarkov to a more broader gaming channel yeah um i want to get i want to do a you know show top shot you remember that show no they brought people out and did like they shot guns and it was a competition kind of thing i want to do a tarkov top shot Ah. I want to set up a big, like a streamer event if we can yep. get a handful of people together. Nothing like crazy competition. It's not going to be meant like, oh my God, the best shooters in Tarkov. It's going to yeah. be, let's get people together and have fun yeah. and set up some competitions and shoot <clears throat> and, and get people to come out here to Montana to the, where I can oh, wow. I set everything up, get a bunch of different kinds of guns from Tarkov. Yeah. So people can experience the different guns and we just do some fun shooting competitions and then turn it into content. Yeah. Right. It's it's a ton of work. I've started looking at some of the stuff to do it. Yeah, and it's like oh god, what did I just bite off? Because this is because <laughs> it's not just setting it up. It's you know how do you get these personalities to sign on to it? Right. You know, how do you yep. get people, the different kind of people to come out and do it? And yeah, then you got to do gun content, which has got its own realm of yeah. Oh, you're dealing with a lot of issues when you start doing gun content that it doesn't necessarily jive in the world that we exist in now, unfortunately, on platforms, getting yeah. around, yeah. Getting around monetization or being able to even stream it. You know, Twitch is the only place you can stream gun content. Yeah. You can't stream it on YouTube. You can't stream oh, you it on can't? Facebook. Oh, no way. So oh my God. no. So that, yeah, YouTube's rules are that you can't handle any kind of firearms on live stream. Oh shoot. Okay. And, and, uh, Facebook's the same way. And that's a yeah. product of Christchurch. Yeah. That they came out after that. And, it's understandable why they did right. it. What's not understandable is they don't make any system to, you know, like, you know, yep. you're a content creator with a hundred thousand subs and you can get background checks and do the whole nine yards and prove that you're, this is where you're doing it. And there's just no avenue for that. And the fact right. that you can still do it on Twitch is the, actually the surprising thing. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. And, uh, so we'll try to take advantage of that. Um, clean does it a lot. Yeah. I know, um, some of the other guys show up and do shooting on Twitch and I want to do that, but being in Montana, I don't have internet everywhere, so we're, we're <laughs> yes. trying to figure out how to do with that. It might end up end up being Starlink, you know, using a Starlink yeah. internet out there because where we shoot's kind of out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, oh, cool. And try to set up a stream for shooting, and then just get some more YouTube content. More, I want to do a lot of content that is, um, 
a crossover between Tarkov and real life and yeah. show people that, hey, the reason this is the way it is in Tarkov is because real life. Things like yeah. why certain magazines load slower than other magazines or, you oh, know, yeah. why why armor piercing ammo does less damage, but low piercing ammo d does lots of damage and do real gun content, but really overlay it with Tarkov and explain the systems in Tarkov, why they work the way they do. And so we're, we've got a couple ideas for that. Yeah. We're trying, I'm trying to get stuff together. So hopefully here in the next maybe month, we can start cranking some of that out. We'll see. Oh, that'd be cool. A lot easier said than done. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. One other thing I want to say is your merch, your t-shirts and whatnot. I love them, <laughs> man. Great, great, you know, great stuff. Appreciate it. You know, for us, it, it's not, it's not so much about making money. It, like I, it, I didn't get into merch. Like, oh my god, I can make a ton of money on merch. Yeah. It's more like, you know, you you sit around your buddies and you wish you had a T-shirt for something like this. Or when yeah. you're browsing through Facebook or anything and you see a grunt style shirt and you love it, right? And you're like, oh man, it'd be cool if there was something like that for Tarkov. Yeah, only where all the shirts came from is our guy. We're sitting around talking and you know, it's some saying that we say over and over again, like you lock save lives, right? Like <laughs> yeah. that's something we say all the damn time. And I literally, it's, I made a video about it during the whole, the whole meme setup, the whole argument when helmets were useless or not useless. Yeah. That old DLs made a video about how you lock save lives. <laughs> and now it's just constantly, you know, all over the place. And there's one of yeah. our, one of the t-shirts and then, and it, you know, it's fun to do non-branded content um, because you don't feel like you're taking money out of BSG's pockets by right. using, branded shit but you yep. can still do tarkov's things and um give stuff to the community that they enjoy and they like and yeah that's well, that's, that's cool. more what it's about right now is yeah. just having t-shirts t-shirts that know because nobody else is really doing it you know everybody yeah. that does merch is it's their you know and, and not throwing shade at them because that's how right. it is but it's you know it's their brand it's yep. you know pizza guy tarkov for or pizza guy for jesse or yep. you know pestilis plague mask kind of stuff and that's cool yeah. it's good merch but nobody does this kind of meme-ish Right. fun fun shirts and so that's kind of where we that only tarkov people can appreciate absolutely ah. well hey you survived the podcast one last thing i gotta do is you gotta call out somebody who needs to come on to the podcast who you who would you who would you think would be a good guest um who let me think here let's uh i think i'm gonna go with giga beef all right um reach out to him he's he's a hell of a content creator he's got a cool story he's kind of oh, like cool. he was like us he's older he's got a family he's yeah you know he's trying to struggle between real life he just recently went full-time as a content creator oh, wow. so um right. he's a super cool dude okay there you go even though he's british <laughs> oh well hey thank you so much for doing this i really appreciate you and, and the time and and it's, it's been appreciate wonderful you having me on man meeting you it's fun all right take care